Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1,129 of the Juicebox podcast. Melissa is a married teacher and mother of two. Her youngest child, her daughter, has type 1 diabetes, and today we'll tackle a number of different topics, including how her daughter didn't initially want an insulin pump. Nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan. When you place your first order for AG1 with my link, you'll get five free travel packs and a free year's supply of vitamin D. Drink ag1.com slash juicebox. Don't forget to save 40% off of your entire order at CozyEarth.com. All you have to do is use the offer code JUICEBOX at checkout. That's JUICEBOX at checkout to save 40% at CozyEarth.com. If you're looking for community around type 1 diabetes, check out the Juicebox Podcast private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. But everybody is welcome. Type 1, type 2, gestational, loved ones. It doesn't matter to me. If you're impacted by diabetes and you're looking for support, comfort, or community, check out Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. This episode of the Juicebox Podcast is sponsored by AG1. Drink ag1.com slash juicebox. When you use my link and place your first order, you're going to get a welcome kit, a year's supply of vitamin D, and five free travel packs. U.S. Med is sponsoring this episode of the Juice Box Podcast, and we've been getting our diabetes supplies from U.S. Med for years. You can as well. USmed.com slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. Use the link or the number, get your free benefits check, and get started today with U.S. Med. My name is Melissa, and I am a mother of two a boy 16 and a girl 14. And my daughter is the one who has type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. And I'm a teacher and I'm married. We have a dog and we live in the Midwest. And everybody in our family is blonde haired, blue eyed. <laughs> we all look exactly the same. And my daughter was diagnosed in 2021, June 15th. Okay. Melissa, do you have a car? We have a couple, a few actually. Yeah. yeah. Actually, when you mentioned, like, when you started listing other things you owned, like dogs and stuff, I thought maybe <laughs> we could go through your possessions. <laughs> I just figured I'd give you a picture, you know? Uh, quick, quick yeses and nos. A television in the living room? Yes. Okay. You have a bed in the bedroom? Yes. Actually, does a dog poop on the grass? Yes. All right. I got your life. Don't worry. I'm all good. Okay. <laughs> what kind of teacher our are son, you? Our son picks it up. Does he really? Oh yeah, my oh, God. Yeah. Can I tell you, Kelly hates it, but I don't pick up dog poop. So I have a theory about dog poop. I think rain takes care of it. <laughs> it will if you let if you let it go long enough or snow. <laughs> and Kelly thinks that I should not cut the lawn without picking it up. But I don't do that. I would say if I bet you if Kelly and I went to therapy inside of the first three sessions, she would mention that I don't pick up the dog poop before I cut the grass. Oh my gosh. Well, it's fertilizer, I guess, right? That's how I look at it. I bet Um, you those spots are nice and green. I'm just trying to get your kid out of having to do that. That's all. So (laughs) um, (laughs) kid needs to do something. What kind of a teacher are you? I teach, well, I can teach Spanish and phys ed for middle school. And I have been teaching phys ed mostly for the past couple of years. 22 years teaching Spanish for 20 of them and two of the past two years phys ed. Do those kids ever actually learn Spanish? You know, I mean, they do while they're sitting in front of me, but then if they don't go on, I'm middle school. So if they don't go on and take it in high school, then they'll say, I don't remember anything. Yeah, I hear you. You know, I gotcha. Okay. Or the parents come in at conferences and be like, I had Spanish all through and I don't remember a thing. It's like, oh, good. <laughs> but. I have to tell you, I took French for three years and I know Nuth means nine. So, <laughs> oh, that's not French, is it? Or is it? Yeah, is that German? French, it's French. I believe oh. Nuth is nine. I'm pretty. Oh my okay. god, are you telling me the Good one job. thing? The one thing I know might not be right. No, I do not know French or German. It All just right. sounded German. All right, Melissa, that's enough of this. So, okay. um, 
we're going to move on now. Daughter was diagnosed at what age? She was 12. Oh, okay. It's been a few years then. Yes, a couple years now. Okay, all right. Was that during COVID still, or was that sort of the end of COVID? It was the end. We still had masks on in the hospital, and, you know, they wouldn't let my son come back, just my my husband and I. But, yeah, it was past COVID, but we still had protocol, I guess. Okay. I'm going to jump right into this, because in your description of why you wanted to come on the show, you're like, honeymoon, crazy, long honeymoon. (laughs) Yeah. No one's ever been that specific about it. So um, let's just find out a little bit about the diagnosis and then jump into the honeymoon. Okay. What did you notice about your daughter that got you to a doctor or a hospital? I partnered with AG1 because I needed a daily foundational nutritional supplement that supported my whole body health. I continue to drink AG1 every day because it works for me. AG1 is my foundational nutritional supplement. It gives me comprehensive nutrition and it supports my whole body health. DrinkAG1.com slash juicebox. When you use my link to place your first order, here's what you're going to get. A free welcome kit that includes a shaker, scoop, and canister. Five free travel packs. A free year supply of vitamin D. And of course, your AG1. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash juicebox. That's drinkag1.com slash juicebox. Check it out. All right. Well, at the time, I hear a million people, well, not a million, but thousands of people on your podcast say just explaining away the symptoms because I would say the first thing we noticed was that she had dropped a little bit of weight, but she was running track and swimming all at the same time for school and then swimming for a club. So it would make sense that she would drop a little bit of weight, I thought. Mm -hmm. And then it was the end of the school year in the summer and noticing that she's been thirstier and wanting to like eat ice all the time, but it's hot and she's doing two sports at once. So made sense. She was becoming super moody and she's 12. Well, maybe that's what happens when you know, you start to be like a preteen or whatever. Right. And so all of the things that just, just figured it was just normal stuff. But I remember specifically one time the after it was the last day of school. So the next day, Saturday, I was taking some things to the laundromat. We have a washer and dryer, but like the oh, bedding, Melissa, you know, I love that, I know. You, I love that I know. you were just like, Hey, Hey, I can afford, I can afford my own washer. I just want to make sure everyone knows I got one in the house, but this is for the big stuff. Okay. The I can't, car, the dog, the washer dryer. <laughs> I, yeah. I just can't, um, I can't fit that. Are, is this, is this a humble brag that your comforter is so thick and lush? It doesn't fit in a regular washing machine. No, it's probably because we let our dog on our bed and it was so gross that we had to take it to the laundromat. I mean, let's be honest. You wanted to use someone else's <laughs> washing machine. <laughs> All right. All right. There's some honesty. Go ahead. What else we got? Yeah. So my daughter and I went to the laundromat and I saw someone from work. You know, a lot of people that I work with live around where I live. And he was there bringing some like hunting gear, I guess, or whatever to the laundromat. And my daughter was like so short and rude to him. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Why in the world? You know, like he was like, oh, you're getting ready for a vacation. And she's like, yeah. Go to hell, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. And that's not like her at all. And then we sat down like waiting for the laundry and she fell asleep. And I was like, whoa, there's something wrong. Yeah. I think there's something wrong. But I didn't want to scare her. And then we had family come into town the next day. And my brother-in-law from Louisiana was in town and was like, what's wrong with her? And I'm like, okay, there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. So what do I take her to the doctor and say, I think there's something wrong, but really there's nothing. You know, I just felt so weird taking her in, but I did anyway. Let me jump in for a second. Did she, did you think something like mentally was wrong or did you think physically? Cause I mean, she like. Maybe both. Like I, she, we went to like a party, an end of the year pool party. And she just like looked so upset the whole time. I thought. Oh my God, what is wrong with her? You know, you know, what's the matter? Nothing. Oh my God. You know, that kind of an answer. Like the night before I took her to the doctor or made the appointment, I did like Dr. Google searches and said to my husband in the morning, 
right before I, I made the appointment. My doctor's office is so awesome and um, made it like that day, got her in. And I told my husband, I think she has type one diabetes, but I had no idea what that was. I just saw these are the symptoms. I didn't look into, you know, anything else. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, he didn't know either. Mm -hmm. So took her to the doctor that morning after swim practice. She went to swim practice, got her out, went straight to the doctor and distinctly remember her drinking a Sprite on the way. So that probably didn't help things. And he said, definitely not type one diabetes, but let's do, let's check it out just in case. Let's get everything (laughs) going. And he came, yeah. I like that he put himself (laughs) on the line there and then was like, oh, I was wrong. Yeah. And he's our, like, he's the family practitioner, you know, so he's all of our, all four of our doctors since my son was born. So 16 years. Mm -hmm. And then he came back and his face was white as a ghost. And he was like, okay, well, scratch that. It is. And you're going to need to go straight to the children's hospital Please don't go home. Call your husband on the way. I won't make you take an ambulance if you promise to go straight there. And I was like, what in the hell? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, I, I thought she had this, but the hospital, seriously? So, so naive. Also, don't don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Don't slow down. Like, don't. Yeah, don't get closed. Don't do anything. He's He said, like, prepare for a stay. You're going to be there. And I'm like, what? I'll only not put you in an ambulance if you promised to drive directly there. That would have freaked me out. I would have been like, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's looking at me like, what? And I'm just like smiling, like, it's going to be okay. You know, don't worry. And then, um, so we get to the hospital and she's drinking that Sprite still because she's so thirsty. And I'm like, we can't stop for anything else. No idea. That probably that's a horrible idea. And then we get there and walk into the emergency room and she's just leaning on the counter, like elbows on the counter, head in her hands, staring. And our doctor apparently called ahead and they were like waiting for us, took her back and it all began Hmm. from then. But I swear as soon, it was one of those things where like, as soon as she started getting insulin, I'm assuming like the life in her face came back. Sure. Yeah. Instantly. But come to find out she had lost like 20 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Melissa dying is hard on you. And and that's what's happening. Yeah. I, we still like now, now we can kind of, I hate to say joke, but I'd be like, whatever, come across a picture. And I'm like, you were literally half dead in that picture. Yeah. hundred percent. Didn't know. Oh, yeah. Crazy. So is there any other type one in your family? No. Okay. Nope. Other autoimmune stuff? Just thyroid, my mom and my sister. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is it. No, that's autoimmune. My sister has Hashimoto, right? I believe. And my mom, I'm not sure what she has, but she's been taking thyroid medication as long as I can remember. Yeah. So she probably had Hashimoto's before they knew how to test for the antibodies. My son has a peanut allergy, which I think some say is also possibly autoimmune. Hmm. Yeah. Hold on a second. I don't know. Our doctor has mentioned it a few times. I know you're going to Google it. Your doctor also said that that kid didn't have diabetes. So let's take a look. I know. Um, <laughs> He's an awesome doctor. Oh, yeah. Sounds amazing. Uh, allergy autoimmune. I, listen, I think most um, allergies are immune responses. So yeah. let's see. But are they calling it? Hmm, peanut allergens can trigger a potent and sometimes dangerous immune response. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that. Mm, hmm. All right, let's be more. Let's be more clear. Is a peanut allergy an autoimmune disease? Mm, and no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see it. I got oh, this is an interesting article from like ten years ago. Peanut allergy turned off by tricking immune system. I'm not going to read that one, but uh, yeah. NIH article from 2011, uh, immunological similarities between selected autoimmune diseases and peanut allergies, possible new therapy. But yeah, they're not calling it an autoimmune disease, but I think that the way it works possible is link got them, it's got them looking at ways to help it that relate to autoimmune. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So the sun, peanuts, and we thought that was bad. Like we thought him having a peanut and all like all nut allergy was bad. Yeah. You know, like, oh my gosh, this is the end of the world. Yeah. Diabetes will straighten up your perspective on that. 
Oh, yeah. What if your dog eats peanuts, craps in the yard, and your son can't pick it up then? Is that correct? He can be around it, right. so well, he no. can't get out of that. I'm never getting that kid out of picking up that dog nope. crap. Okay. <laughs> that was my last try. <laughs> can dogs eat peanuts? Let's not go down that road. Um, I don't even know. Okay. So here we are in the hospital. Life's coming back into her face. Mm-hmm. How soon before she's kind of herself again, like in her head? I used to hate ordering my daughter's diabetes supplies. I never had a good experience, and it was frustrating. But it hasn't been that way for a while. Actually, for about three years now, because that's how long we've been using U.S. Med. USmed.com slash juicebox, or call 888-721-1514. U.S. Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre Systems nationwide. They are the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, the number one fastest-growing tandem distributor nationwide, the number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys. They have served over 1 million people with diabetes since 1996, and they always provide 90 days' worth of supplies and fast and free shipping. U.S. Med carries everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs like the Libre 3 and Dexcom G7. They accept Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. Find out why U.S. Med has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau at usmed.com slash juicebox, or just call them at 888-721-1514. Get started right now, and you'll be getting your supplies the same way we do. That was, it's been a long journey, I feel like. It just took a while for her to come to grips with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was hard to accept. Yeah. Is that still going on to some level? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, it's way more, I, I don't want to say like nonchalant, but way more in the background, I guess now than it was, you know, two years ago. Okay. It's just been so like up and down. So for example, she came home from the hospital. She was on 12 units of Lantus. And I think her carb ratio was one to 10 when we first came home. We came home from the hospital and the next day she went to swim practice and not fully understanding what that was going to do to her. You know, like, (laughs) like it does, you can't just do 12 units of Lantus and a one to 10 carb ratio 24 hours a day when there's swim practice involved. You know what I mean? Like the activity level that she has going on every day makes things crazy on top of whatever else she had go on. So it was nuts. And like, I was on the phone with the diabetes educator at our hospital every single day Hmm. for almost an entire year, either on the phone or messaging with them. Was that because things just were not going the way you expected and you, and she's getting low from activity and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Things were not going the way that I was, we expected them to go at all. And like, even like sometimes our educator would be like, gosh, she is honeymooning so hard. Let me get back to you. I'll call you back like in an hour or whatever. Like, you know, it was always like a big, like up in the air. I never felt like we could just nail something down hmm. and go with it. And, and she's MDI at that point. Yeah. Is yeah. She, she was she- for like six months. She was absolutely against a pump what's at all at all like no don't even talk about it i don't want to hear about it i don't want to see one i don't want to think about it yeah did do you ever uh, look back like she's using a pump now i assume yeah what what was the just that new thing like i don't want something attached to me feeling i think so she just did not want anyone to know she did not want anyone to talk about it she did not want to be treated differently she wanted to like pretend like it wasn't happening i mm. think she dealt with it she was, she's amazing with it, Yeah, but she doesn't want to discuss it. Okay. What about the other side of the, like, that's how she handled the news and what's happening to her. But what about the stuff you saw with her being short with people falling asleep? That all go away pretty quickly. Oh yeah. Yep. So her personality came back. Her personality absolutely came back. Yeah. She stayed like a little bit more closed off because she had this new, you know, thing she didn't want anyone to know about, but she was not <laughs> rude and nasty anymore. You know, she did come back. She bounced right back. No more uh, 
ignoring people. They're like, so you're going on vacation. Leave me alone. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. So, all right. So that all comes together. Now, looking at her insulin use now versus your honeymoon period, is it significantly different? Oh, yeah. So we, like I said, we started at like 12 Lantus, one to 10 carb ratio. And then she slowly, within like a six month period, went from point A was the, what I just said, to the end point in six months, she was on 0.5 Lantus. So we're drawing it with a needle out of the pen and like one to 85 carb ratio. Basically. Oh my God. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. 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 So she had like, um, like she was in DKA had, yes. had a need that sh- that that's pretty, I mean, one to 10 and the insulin that, what do you think she weighed at diagnosis? Uh, I know she weighed 83 pounds. All right. So those, all, so those numbers all just like kind of make sense. But mm-hmm. then over the next couple of months, her needs dissipated significantly. And then disappeared. She went on the dash for about a month. She finally agreed to go on a pump right. because it was like our the educator was like begging and begging, please go on the pump because it felt like sometimes she needed a little more basil. Sometimes she needed none. Yeah. Like the 0.5 was making her eat constantly mm-hmm. sometimes. So he was like, please go on this pump so we can get you the basil that you actually need when you need it. Yeah. You know, so the dash, that was amazing, but it only lasted for like a month and she was going low for like 24, 48 hours straight. And he finally said, take it off, take the pump off and let's see what happens. And she went without insulin for about eight more months. Okay. Now, Melissa, this is what I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. during that. Did you ever have that unreasonable feeling of, oh my gosh, they were wrong? Every day. She didn't have Every single day. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think that was what messed us all up (laughs) because we were like, okay. And everybody, they made a mistake. It, she, she had, this was like an acute type one diabetes simulation because maybe she had COVID and it's, she's fine now. And I truly believed it, mm-hmm. you know, like I was like, they're wrong. It can happen. I'm sure it can. I still listen to the podcast all the time because I knew in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, you're being crazy. You can't forget how all this works for when this does come back, basically, you know, and it did, it came back and here we are. I think that it is one of the least talked about things about a honeymoon that is the hardest to deal with. Yeah. And that's kind of why I I never heard really anybody come on and really like hash that out. And it is a bitch when it comes back. It was like, it was almost worse than than the first time I would say. It was almost like being diagnosed twice. Yeah. 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 I I had, um, I don't remember how long into Arden's diagnosis it was, if I'm being honest, but it it might've been a, a fair amount of time. And I don't know what happened, but there was this one day that turned into two days where Arden just did not need insulin. And I don't know what it was. Like we were feeding the tiny bit of um, basil that she was getting constantly. I wasn't injecting for food. And, you know, the first day you just are like, this is horrible, like, because it just throws everything off. Yeah. And in the second day, I thought maybe she doesn't have diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this has all been just a big mistake and she doesn't have diabetes. And then moving into like through that second day, I, you know, happened to know our pediatrician and um, I I had the wherewithal to say, I like when I called him, I knew how crazy I sounded and I, and I knew that I was just hoping. And Mm -hmm. I, and I was like, I'm going to say something to you. And then after I say it, you tell me I'm wrong and get me off the phone. And he goes, and he goes, uh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, uh, uh, Arden hasn't used insulin in two days, and I don't think she has diabetes. And if you could hear sadness and silence. Oh, yeah. I could hear the sadness in his voice without him saying anything. You know? Yep. So, anyway. I think we had, like, two endo appointments without insulin, you know? And they would, like, make it a point to reassure me and be like, you know, this is, it's coming back. Just, we don't know when, you know, cause they even were like, well, yeah, I, I don't know, but there's one other person we had that is kind of like this, you know, I felt like 
how can there only be one other person? This is it. We're the one. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, exactly. The whole world experiences this in one way. We're going to be the one. And that's how desperate you are. Yeah. You know, like it, in just to be rid of it. Um, anyway, I, I think it's a yeah. thing a lot of people must go through and I don't think it gets talked about a lot and I don't think it's easy. So anyway, give it some voice here. Maybe it'll help people to know. All right. So mm-hmm. how long does this go on for? I feel like I will never forget how long this, I think it was like eight months though. It was a long, long time. So she's going into ninth grade and at the beginning of eighth grade, it, you know, it started to creep back in. Like I remember them saying, well, if she wakes up consistently, cause she wore her Dexcom the whole time still. Mm-hmm. So if she wakes up, you know, at consistently above 126, you know, three days in a row, call us. And I thought, Okay. Oh my God. So this is like three days of dread, 120, you know, 120, yeah. 125. She's waking up at one, I think 150. And I was like, crap. I think, you know, I think this is it. And it just kind of like slowly creeped in. Well, she started to like really kind of restrict carbs at that time too, which was not healthy. Oh, so was there a situation where she kind of got it into her head that she could stop the diabetes from coming? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Has, yeah. that, has that stuck to her as well? Did she develop an eating disorder or anything from it? We right away called, I, she right away had video therapy appointments because I was not ready to let that be like another obstacle that was going to be like a thing. So we really just like hit that hard. She was very resistant to that, but it helped a lot. And she just kind of like turned it right around and said like, hey, if it's coming, it's coming. Good. So. Well, I'm glad yeah. because you can see where that would happen, where you start to get it into your head. Like I could stop this. Oh yeah. I even was, I mean, I hate to even admit, but I was like at one foot on board, like, let's try it, you know, mm-hmm. but. Well, by the way, there's nothing wrong with like in that situation, there wouldn't have been anything wrong with uh, eating a lower carb diet to try to make things last a little longer, but you can't get that magical thinking in your head that you're going to somehow, if you eat few enough carbs, never get diabetes. Like, I know. And yeah, plus yeah. she, like I mentioned, she's a, she's got swim practice two hours every single weekday. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, like she was starting to, she's like, I'm, I can feel that I'm not strong. And I'm like, I think this is like not healthy. Yeah. You're not, she wasn't eating probably. Right. Yeah. 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 It's by the way, it's not like a, however, you know, like a teenage girl's like, well, I'm going to limit my carbs and make sure my macros are right. And everything. she was probably just eating low carb stuff that didn't have a ton of nutrition in it. And she's going backwards. So yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that sucks. Um, hmm. When it finally happens, those three days in a row come, you're over 125, you get back on insulin. How long does it take for her then to go to like an amount of insulin that you, you see now and think of as normal? Did it happen quickly or was it still a slow transition? It's been a slow transition. I feel like I really don't know what would be normal, you know, for her age and her like activity level and stuff, but it is a constant ebb and flow still to this day. Um, She's on the Omnipod 5, which is a absolute godsend Mm. for what her situation is because she will go from, I just looked on her controller, like some days she's got six units of basil. Some days she's got 13 units of basil. Wow. No kidding. Some days she uses 30 units total. Some days she used yesterday was 19. The day before was 30. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, is that wrapped around, um, hormones? Do you think? I think it's a combo of hormones and activity. Mm-hmm. Like as the week, she has two hours of swimming every day, every weekday, and she's got the weekend days off. So as the week ramps up, her needs are less and less those days. And then the weekend hits and they're more and more. And then it just flows back to needing less and less. And then more and more like every seven days. <laughs> that sounds like a great time. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I do have different basal profiles. I know, I totally know that the basal and the correction factor and everything does not affect automated mode. Mm-hmm. Get it. But we are flipping to manual mode all the time, especially on like Sunday when Omnipod 5 isn't quite sure what the hell is going on and like can't catch up. Then I have like the least active Sunday basal mode that we flip it to. 
because her activity during the week goes way up, her needs go down, and then the activity goes away, her needs go back up, and it, by, yeah. yeah, and then it doesn't. So the higher needs, then she sits still, doesn't have higher need, and yeah. I got gotcha. you. Okay. And then depending on when that pod change falls, it could be like one of those days where Sunday is like amazing because she's got like I don't. It just depends. Mm-hmm. So we utilize every single feature that that Omnipod Five friggin' has to offer. Yeah, constantly. I do things that. I don't think it would occur to people like if Arden has a pod change coming up and she, for some reason, is in a situation where her needs are less. I'm like, ooh, change your pod now because new sites don't work as well. So maybe we'll get out of this low blood sugar by changing the pump here. Whereas I think most people would think of it as, oh, when I change my pump site, sometimes my blood sugar gets higher and it's hard to bring down. But if you can coordinate that with a moment when you don't have the I know it's that's pretty like specific. But after you do this for a while, you find ways to make all kinds of stuff like that work. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. We've we've done pod changes. I'm like, we'll change it right before. Yeah. Like it just, right before swimming, because then yes. yeah, it'll be like doing a temp basal down or something like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. You just have to think about it's hard sometimes to keep it all in your head. But there are ways to match up the impacts you're getting with variables where they'll actually help each other instead of hurt each other. Yeah. And when that, the pod, I'm like, Ooh, we're on a roll. It's only Wednesday. We don't need much. Let's get it changed today. You know, or Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I totally know what you mean, but we definitely work with it. The other day I could see Arden's needs were going up because of hormones. She's home from school and Mm -hmm. the pod was coming towards the end. And it, and like the effectiveness, the effectiveness of the pod was waning. It was also fighting with the need. And I'm thinking like, put a new pot on here. Like just do it a little sooner. This is a perfect time to get a fresh pot on because of the need. And mm-hmm. I mentioned it and it got, I got ignored. Nobody listened to me. And <laughs> then when we all paid the price later, when her blood sugar shot up because she ended up changing the pod, like in the throes of this need. And then we had to like, and then we had to put extra effort in, but had, yeah. had we just changed the pod like eight hours earlier, we would have missed it. And I hope one day that Arden sees those things the way I see them. Um, and I'm sure she will. But, you know, for now, it was just a good experience, like like um, an example, I guess, that um, that we could have done something differently that would have helped. So anyway. Yeah, timing is huge. Yeah, it, it really is a big deal. Uh, what made you want to come on the podcast? Well, well, first of all, I love it. I have learned I've, everything I know basically from your podcast. I think I've listened to those. (laughs) Another thing I've at those math episodes, like 820, 821, 822 Mm -hmm. are the like golden gem. I use those all the time because I like, actually I haven't used them in a little, I haven't changed her basal rates in the manual mode in a little while, maybe like three weeks now. Mm -hmm. So I feel like maybe we're like nestling into a spot, but for, since they came out, I, have been changing her manual mode settings constantly. Like I, when, when she started on the Omnipod five, her settings, her carb ratio was like a one to 60 and her insulin sensitivity, I think was one eighty. I want to say. Okay. So like it was so weak, everything, you know, anything would move her up or down, but now her sensitivity, I think is 55 and her carb ratio is six, one to six. Okay. Yeah. So some days, like, I f- maybe, like, the carb ratio, we, I don't know. Like, some days her basal is, like, 30, 70. Mm-hmm. Some days it's 50, 50. Some days it's 40, 60. It's never actually very constant. But I feel like that's just because we're using every mode, activity mode, yeah. auto mode, manual mode, all day. <laughs> I love I love how you're just like, switch, switch, go back. We do. Yeah. What's your best advice for going from manual back into auto? How do you do that without causing a problem? The reason why I would go into manual is if I know that her needs are, like, if we're going from a Sunday where she used, like, 35 units and it's a pod change, Mm -hmm. and we're going to an activity Monday, she ain't going to need that. And it's going to cause a lot of lows. So I go to manual and go to her highest activity basal rate. 
and let that go for a, you know, let that go for a day. I know that the pod is usually for like three. It's sometimes we stay in manual mode for like three days straight. No kidding. Depending on when the pod changes, but I use, we go to auto mode at night, which is awesome because she would have lows almost every night because of her activity level. Mm -hmm. And she does not have lows at night though. Like it keeps her some nights around 120. Don't love it. But if we don't use man auto mode, then there's no basal rate that will keep her because it changes every hour, you know, like in auto mode, some like two hours in a row, nothing. The next hour, 0.3, the next hour, 0.6, the next hour, nothing. Mm -hmm. How would we manage that? Yeah, I have to tell you, I think what I'm getting most out of this conversation I'm loving is the kind of like joyous way that you're flexible. Because I, I could see talking to a different person and have them say, the thing is supposed to do this. And, you know, just because we're throwing crazy variables at it all day long, I still, <laughs> I just want it to keep up. No. And that might not be the case for everything. But I love how you're just like, look, it basically it's two tools in one. I can use it like an insulin pump, like regular old in manual mode. I can go over to auto mode and do this and I can make it work for our situation. And you don't seem angry about it or like irritated. Why are you nice? What's going on? Well, I'm so grateful for it. Like, like I just said at night, how in the world would I even know what basal rate to choose for her at night? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like (laughs) it would be insane. I'd be up all night. I feel like trying to, I'd be, I'd be doing all the work myself. Yeah. Don't worry. I've done that in the past before. Well, I have too. I mean, we've done that too, but it's just so like refreshing to know, okay, I know at night even though it's going to keep her a little bit higher sometimes, I I would rather that than have her be like at 40 because yeah. she, it's pumping out 0.6 and she didn't need that for the two hours in a row or something. I just like the way that you kind of go with it. It's nice. Sometimes you hear people complain so much about things and, you know, I, somebody the other day was like, uh, my Dexcom never lasts. It always lasts eight days or nine days. And I'm like, oh, that's terrible. Like, you know, what happens? Like, you have to call the company and they replace it. I'm like, oh. Okay. Yeah, they do, too. <laughs> They're awesome. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, it, it's, it's horrible. Like, like, what if they just told you it lasted eight days? Would you be happy then? Like, like, it, it, like you know what I mean? Like, I don't, like, yeah. I, I never know what people want. It's a, it's a very unique situation. This idea of having diabetes, right, from person to person to person. And yet these companies Mm -hmm. make these things that overwhelmingly work for such a wide swath of people. And, okay, you got to make some adjustments or figure out things. I I don't know how you can be upset by that. Like, I think it's because they don't know the the alternative, maybe. Maybe they're newly diagnosed and they just don't. And that would make sense to me. But trust me, I'll put you on some, like, regular and cloudy or something like that from the 70s and see how quickly you're not thrilled if your Dexcom doesn't last 10 days or your pump has to go from manual to auto once in a while. It's just, uh, it's interesting. I like listening to you talk about it. Oh, well, I mean, I don't actually mind talking about it. There was a point in time when I would never, I I couldn't talk about it without sobbing. About diabetes in general? Yeah, just in general. Just even thinking about it would just, I would I'm done. I'm over. I can't talk about it. I can't believe this. Why is this happening to to my daughter? Mm-hmm. She doesn't deserve this. I'm over that. Like I'm just so grateful that we have what we have. She went ho- actually. She went home with Dexcom from, from the, the hospital? hospital pharmacy. Really? That's yeah. Cool. I didn't even know it existed, but my husband is well. He was a football coach at the school that my son goes to, mm-hmm. and one of his players who is a police officer now has type one and was diagnosed right after high school. And he, I, my husband is like one of those guys who's like, Hey, I know a guy, I got a guy. And so he had a guy of course, who he's like, Hey, wait a minute. I remember this guy's got type one diabetes and called him. And he said, get a Dexcom right away. So I like told the nurse while we were still in the hospital, what about continuous glucose monitor. And she told us like, there's a Libre, there's a Dexcom, which one would you like? Pick Dexcom, went home with it. That guy came over that night, that the night we got home and put it on her and yay. Never uh, that's back. terrific. Isn't that nice? Yeah. 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 That's really cool. 
Our, our, like, I hear so many people say that they, their endo is making them wait for this and wait for that. But ours was like, as soon as you feel comfortable, let's think about a pump. Like mm-hmm. they did not want us to wait for anything. Yeah. They weren't saying no Dexcom. They just said like, yeah, sweet. Let's do it. Some, some so. doctors just, they have these arbitrary rules. And I, I think sometimes they come from um, insurance too. Yeah, possibly. Like a doctor says, look, you know, I I run into sometimes that insurance won't give people a whatever if they haven't blah, blah, blah for six months or whatever. So they just, they don't bother doing it anymore. Me- meanwhile, other people have different insurance. So, yeah. you know. We're lucky. We're so lucky. Yeah. And they change, and then the doctors end up changing their ideas about, around the insurance instead of just saying, look, we should ask for this for everybody and let the insurances that'll cover it, cover it. And the ones that don't won't, you know, but yeah. let's, why, why are we getting away from talking about it? Yeah. I, I, that's terrific. Good for your, good for her actually having that right away. And she had that, but didn't want to pump right away, but she saw the value in the CGM. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. She, yeah, she saw the value in the CGM. She, that, you know, let her be more normal. I mean, she already had a phone course so you know it was just nothing just this tiny little thing and she normally she would keep it on her arm but with swimming every day Mm -hmm. um it's it works a little bit better if she keeps it on her stomach so she tries to keep both things on her stomach but lately her stomach has become a little bit sensitive Mm. okay i don't know but it works better just everything stays on better if it's like concealed under her suit yeah What's the management like in the house? Like, are you helping? Is your husband helping? Is she doing it by herself? She, it's prop. It's fifty. Oh, I don't. She does. She does it by herself. Like, she did all the shots by herself. I mean, the lady, the nurse, was in the hospital. Was like, okay, honey, talking to her like she was going to be like all nervous, and she's like, I'm going to be doing this forever. You just give me the thing, and mm-hmm. she just you know shot herself in the leg and never looked back. She's you know I'm not a baby. I'm going to do this. It's fine. I'm not afraid. Just give me the thing. What about decisions about like the amounts of insulin or these things you're doing when you're going from manual to like blah, blah. Is that you? A lot of it is. I'll text her, you know, and say switch to auto, switch to manual highest, switch to manual lowest activity. You know, I will text her just that stuff Mm -hmm. if she's not with me, but she managed it. I mean, she does most of it on her own. I don't like oversee if she's going down for you know breakfast or lunch, I tell her how many carbs are in her lunch, like at school. Yeah. And I just put a little sticky note in her lunch and then she does what she does. And sometimes I'll say, Oh, maybe you, did you underestimate? Did you not, you know, little questions like that. But yeah, she pretty much does it on her own. Sometimes she'll just like hand me the controller and I know that she's done and she wants me to do it, mm-hmm. you know, but for the most part, it's on her own. I oversee and, you know, like I'm a partner with her, mm-hmm. but what about her lows? She handles, she sees a low and stops it on her own or you get involved there. Yeah, I think so. Sometimes she says already did, you know, like mm-hmm. I'll text her and say two Skittles. She keeps Skittles. Her Skittles are her, you know, like low in her little bag. I'll say like, Hey, couple Skittles. And she's like, already did, you know, for the most part, sometimes she's like, wait, what, why, you know, but Melissa, do you think she'll ever get to the age where, and I'm quoting now, oh my God, chill TF out, which I think means the fuck. And so, uh, cause I got that text the other night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're there. We're at that point too. Like the, oh my God, OMG, I got it. S- just stop sign. Mm-hmm. I get Stop but- <laughs> sign. <laughs> I haven't gotten that one yet. I love that. That's great. <laughs> um, or like if, especially if it's in school, she doesn't have very many very many lows really actually. But, you know, like in school, she's like, I can't text now. I'm talking on my watch, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like a partnership. I like my huge thing. I, I don't know if it's like overbearing or what, but I like from the very beginning, you you don't have to do any of this alone. Like you you need a break, give it to me. I will do whatever you need or want me to do. I don't like expect her to, I'd do it all if she if she wanted me to. You know, I would do every last drop of it if she wanted me to. I don't. She's 14. She's got how many more years left of this? I'm fine doing it for her for now or with her, 
you know? I agree. I, I think yeah. it's a, I think it's a thing that you can be helpful with along the way. I also think that I've talked to enough people as adults who look back on their childhood and end up saying, I kept telling my mom I knew what I was doing, but I didn't. And it would yeah. yeah. And so I think that's important to keep in mind too. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like it hurt being 12 diagnosed. It was like, we learned it together. It wasn't like, you know, she was two years old like you mm. and she's not going to learn any of it, you know, how in the world. So it's just you, yeah. but we kind of like have been learning together and it's just kind of like a joint effort, I guess. Can you tell me a little bit about how the podcast is helpful to you? Oh my gosh. Yes. First and foremost, I think it was like a mental, it just gave me some mental like peace of mind. We know nobody. Well, besides the, there's a police officer, you know, one of my Mm -hmm. husband's friends, but like, there's no kids that we know. Nobody that she knows has type one diabetes or it has to deal with, you know, anything on the level that she's got to deal with that we know of, you know what I mean? So and there's no parents who I can talk to or anything. So this is like the community of people I don't know, but totally relate to and just made me feel so much more like comforted, even though I don't know anybody, you know? Yeah. yeah. So just to hear like parents struggle with it and parents feeling guilty and doubting themselves and along all the feelings I was feeling is just like made me feel so much, I don't want to say better, but just like less beating myself up, I guess. And then just the knowledge, like when the Omnipod 5 episodes came out, so helpful. Listen to them. I don't even know how many times on my walks, my dog is like, lady, who is this guy? Because I would, (laughs) you know, like I don't really wear headphones on my walk, just my phone's going in my pouch. And so he hears your voice every for an hour and a half every time we're walking. Well, do you want me to start telling him where to poop? Maybe we can get it all in one place so the kid's (laughs) job will be easier. I would love it. Just right on the side of the house, all right over there. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Well, it will make you feel good to know this then. Hold on one second. I am looking at an email that is setting up a meeting for tomorrow. And it says, hi, Scott. I hope things have been well with you. I don't want to use anybody's name, but I know you've been chatting with us about your next Omnipod series for the podcast. And things are coming together on our end. Uh, it's time to get together. Uh, we'd like to get your ideas and set up an outline for the conversation. So there's going to be more Omnipod content coming next year. So, Yay. yeah, I, Yay. um, I, they found that very helpful. And so did a lot of people. And those episodes have been downloaded a lot. So actually, those three episodes are collectively up to about 150,000 downloads. Oh, yeah, because they're on the website. They're on the Omnipod. Like when you set up your Omnipod 5, there you are. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Because yeah. it's weird to me, just so you know. <laughs> it's very strange. I know. Yeah. Well, I did fi- I did get my husband to listen to those episodes My because my daughter went to Washington, D.C. Oh, my God, this was huge. She went to Washington, D.C. with her school in June. Mm-hmm. And if you want, this is going to probably make me sound like a nut in a bag, but... <laughs> We're talking like months and months of mental anguish over this. I was a ball of nerves for months leading up to this trip that she took because I don't know. I was just so scared for her to go and she killed it. She did awesome. Thanks to the Omnipod 5. I mean, she ran a little higher than she would have at home, but dear Mm -hmm. God, that automated mode. Thank the Lord. So that you just threw me off with nut nut in a bag because (laughs) i'm like is that a thing people say so um is it so it it is actually a saying crazy person so a nut bag (laughs) is a crazed male or female so i think you may have meant it made me like sound like a nut bag if you said that i wouldn't have paused i would just been like well i am famous for screwing up like really easy to remember phrases. So oh, really? yeah, probably supposed to be not back. Yeah. You're, oh, yeah. Co- you're colloquially challenged. Yes. Oh, Oh, by the way. Oh my God. I'm going to definitely name the episode colloquially challenged. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so nuts in a bag <laughs> is a reference, but it's not what you meant. It's not bag. Yeah. <laughs> Most people know by this, te- they know, just no. nobody mentions it. Sometimes my husband's like, Oh my God. Or I can't think of the word. So I just like 
something comes out of my mouth. And usually like my husband and kids know what I meant, but they're just rolling their eyes. You just get it wrong a little bit. A little bit. Actually, for what I'm like trying to get situated for here, I was asking my son, where are your AirPods? And I don't know what I said, but he poked his head out of the bathroom and said, why is it so hard to say AirPods? <laughs> I have no idea what I even said. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm like, I don't know. I have somebody I'm related to who I won't out here because I think people listen that would know this person, but they very frequently use words in the wrong places. And I, I love going, that's not what you meant. <laughs> that's not the word yeah. you meant. I know. I know what I meant. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what you're trying to say. That word doesn't mean that. My husband's line, he just is like, that's not what that means. And we just move along. <laughs> I'm like, but you know what I mean. <laughs> that's fantastic. Anyway, <laughs> there's also some dirty phrases here about nuts in a bag I don't want to tell you about. But um, you meant nutbag is what I'm saying. Crazy lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you were really nervous to send her away. Obviously, yeah. she's young. She's going to be by herself. But it went really well. Yeah, that's it, cool. it went really, really well. Yeah, she had a blast. And we just did the... Manual mode, auto mode, this basil, that basil. Are you walking right now? Are you, you know, mm. that kind of thing. Wow. And, and if you didn't do that just on that trip, do you think she would have been okay? Just left it in auto? Do you think it would have been fine too? Probably, but my anxiety levels, well, yeah, I have a very hard time with the numbers on the Dexcom and just letting things go sometimes. Like you'll probably cringe, but let's say it's 150. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's 150 and I, will say to her, correct. And she's like, oh my God, it's fine. You know, like, and I, then I won't know if she's going to, if she corrected or not, because to her, she would rather be 150 than correct and go low. Yeah. I wouldn't want her to go low, but I also yeah. understand what you're saying. Like if I saw, you know, if I saw a stuck 150, like I, it doesn't make me cringe. Like I'm not cringing when you're thinking about it, but it did put me in my own head. I would be like, Hey, w- this, whatever we're doing is not working right now. So yeah. you need more insulin here. Um, like you have to break this number is how I would put it. And yeah. back in the beginning, like I won't lie to everybody, Melissa, back in the beginning, I would see the number and think, oh, okay, yeah, because then there's going to be complications and you're going to die and it's going to be my <laughs> fault and like you're not going to be happy. And like, I get that. The truth is, as it moves on, 150 for a little while is not the end of the world. But staring at it for hours and hours and hours is not necessary either. So you, know, you got to yeah. find a middle. Uh, I'm trying to make my podcast, but the world's coming to an end outside. Hold on a second. What in that? Give me, hold on a second. Unbelievable, Melissa. Do they not know what I'm doing here? I'm making a podcast. They're driving by. How dare they? (laughs) This thing. No, no, no. Hold on. So (laughs) I think this is the, uh, I I don't know what this is an indication of, but there is a piece of machinery outside right now going down the street, picking up people's like lawn scraps. And um, this piece of machinery is overkill, uh, to say the least. I believe it could be used to knock over a house, uh, but instead it's picking up brush. So it'll be gone in a second. And um, Little bags of grass. <laughs> I think the people in my township overspent on this thing 100 million percent. Like, you know, when you're like you look at your fire department and they have like this like amazing ladder truck that goes up like 200 feet. And you think we don't have any buildings. That's all. Why did they buy yeah, that? Yeah, you're driving and it's pothole, 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 pothole. Yeah, could take the ladder truck money uh, and fill the potholes, would you please? Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm watching three people watch the machine pick up the stuff. And I'm thinking if they were helping, you wouldn't need a machine the size of a mountain to do this instead of them just all standing and staring at it while it's happening. It is so loud. Can you hear it or no? I can a little bit, yeah. But It's insane how, how loud it is. I mean, I wish I could describe to you the earth mover that is outside of my my residential home right now. <laughs> like, I don't I live in the middle sure. of nowhere like Melissa or wherever you're at. I don't know. You're like God's country there. Where are you at? Exact, not exactly, but like, right? Uh we are. I mean, I don't mind. You're we're Midwestern. Michigan. Oh, yeah, Michigan. we're okay. I've, Michigan. Yeah. yeah. It's not. Um, I feel like I don't hear very many people from here. Like, I don't know anyone. I feel like nobody says they're from here. We don't know anybody. Like, are we the only people? We can't be because it takes me. <laughs> I know there are other people at our yeah, clinic. But. Yeah. I just recorded with Robin the other day. She's uh, an adult with type one and she lives in northern Michigan. She has like a lot of property. 
and everything. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I do know someone. I totally forgot. And See? I just, I just told him about your podcast and he, for his son. Yeah. And we went to high school together. It's his son. That's right. Mm-hmm. They were diagnosed right around the same time. He's a few years younger, but he was on vacation and needed a something about the T-slim hmm. and got it Nice through the podcast. I was, he was like, thank you so much for telling me. Uh, I, I just oh. want to give you an update. We've now used 37 gallons of diesel fuel <laughs> and four people's man hours to move what looks like an amount of brush that my father would have just lit on fire and made go away. But he can't do that anymore because it's bad for the air. Is it one of the, as everybody get like hang on to the side of it as it drives away? Oh, no, you're not imagining a large enough piece of equipment. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a thing out there that if a war broke out, they would probably use this to help fight is is how big it is. And oh, it, it is backing up and going forward and backing up and going forward. Well, three people are just he's now trying to pick up four branches with a machine that's meant to like knock over like concrete. And it's too delicate of an operation. And if one of them would bend over, pick the branch up and, and throw, throw it, it in the up thing, into the thing. <laughs> yes, this would have been over a while ago. But instead, it's still happening. Quite and a production. And it's such a motor. Like, it's vibrating my chest. I know you can't. The, the <laughs> microphone's doing a good job of keeping it down. But it's still, like, what are they? When it takes off, it's going to sound like a spaceship leaving, I think. I seriously don't yeah. understand what's happening. I don't have time to get involved in local politics, Melissa. But if I did, I would start right here with this. <laughs> like, take a picture. It's this right here. What is this? This could have handled Why? with two guys in a pickup truck. And instead... <laughs> There's yeah. an earth mover. I outside. can send my son over. He can pick the that up. The kid picks up crap like a like a champ. <laughs> he could definitely do this too. So yeah. anyway. All right. Hold on. We're, we're getting towards the end. So let's make sure we do everything. You love me. That's important to mention. Yes. The podcast has been really helpful for you. That's cool. You're mm-hmm. a little um, anxious. Do you think that's going to get better? Yeah, it has gotten so much better. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah it's not going to stay like, like that slowly forever. getting better and better, I think. Yeah. You don't. Oh, oh, hold on. The thing's back. It's backing up now. Oh, this good. Is amazing. What is? I am. I'm gonna go look one more time. Hold on. I'll be right back. Okay. It looks like they're done. They've, by the way, backed traffic up on a street that doesn't have traffic on it. So that's how long <laughs> they've been out there now. Oh, you can't even get by it. It's that big. It's oh, my too God. big to drive around. I'm. I, Melissa, ridiculous. I feel like you're not listening to me. This thing. Is I am. Through. I now I've got it. <laughs> the man driving it is 19 feet off the ground. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. I don't I don't know how did that happen? It's like it's almost like they have it's like when you find like a local police department and they have a SWAT team all of a sudden and you're like, what did you need a Humvee for? <laughs> we got the budget. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. Oh my god. Okay. Sorry. Um your anxiety. I think it's something that's really obviously comes to most people in the beginning. And oh, yeah, I can imagine. But but it should, the way I think about it, as your experiences build on each other and you get more and more confident and you see things work more and more times, like that stuff should go. If it's not, you should talk to somebody. But like, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to everybody. But if, um, but it should dissipate over time once you start getting some, you know, certainty, I guess. It's like one of those things where people say, oh, it's it'll get better. And I'm just like, screw you. No, it won't. How could this get better? Yeah. You know, there's no way. But here we are. Someone online the other day said something about, does it make you sad to see a device on a child? And it makes me sad all the time when I see whatever they were talking about on my kid. And I think I might have seen that. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was a, a little kid on a couch. Yeah, yeah. And it was a big yes. thing. Like it went on for a while. A lot of people got involved. I jumped in. I was like, hey, that won't bother you after a while. Like I don't know yes, what I don't I know can, what else to I'm tell you. I'm picturing that exact um statement. Yeah. And like I scrolled right through and thought, Yeah, you're right. It won't. I mean, yeah, it's sad, but also like in my now I can't even believe I'm saying this, but yeah, it's sad, but look at what you have. Like you got all these things to help you out there. You've already got them on your kid. You've got the pod and the Dexcom, you know, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's very reasonable. I can't imagine, like, first of all, I can't imagine if my daughter was younger because, and I just feel like it would, I would have been so much, not to say so much more sad. Isn't that horrible to say? Cause she was 12, but 
like maybe too young to like communicate about it, you know, just like this is happening to you. You have no idea. Oh my gosh, this is like 20 times more awful. Whereas she was able to like, we learned together, like I said, you know, which I feel like we like had each other. I think, I think what happens is that no matter when this occurs in your life, there are different reasons to be sad and different yeah. and different reasons to be hopeful. And there's things that you can point to like here, watch uh, my daughter was two. So a lot yeah. of the stuff we did, she didn't really know about, like she didn't know she had diabetes. Like she's just how things were. So that is a positive. If you juxtapose it against a 12 year old who lived 12 years without diabetes and now is suddenly having to do all these things and understands contextually, but you can flip those things around and make the arguments in reverse. Absolutely. You know, and so the truth is, is nobody wants diabetes and it sucks. And there are things that are better or worse about it, depending on the age when it happens. But to judge it all against itself is, it's kind of a waste of time. It's like, yeah, yeah. like it's the weird thing where you're all like on the same, in the same boat, but maybe like in the same water, Mm. but in different boats, you know? Yeah, you can think about it any way you want. Waving at each other, like, are you okay? Kind of, are you? I think some of it's not within your control. Like, you know, to see it, like, I didn't want my daughter to have a pump because I was like, we can't put something on her. Everybody has that thought, you know? And then once you do it and you're like, oh, this isn't a big deal. And it really helps in a lot of other ways. So cool. And then one day you're just accustomed to it. It's no big deal. Or, you know, somebody will get online and be like, I can't believe that my XYZ expired when I was trying to, you know, (laughs) please, you'll just get used to that. It'll be part of what you do and it won't be a big deal at one point. And you'll learn to like appreciate the the fact that your life is I don't know how to say this exactly, but you know, you gotta be able to do hard things in life. And sometimes right. cha- challenges are really like what make you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I wouldn't give away a different I, I prefer a different challenge that didn't involve health. But Yeah, and, like come on. Yeah. But, but yeah. It's also not up to you. So you got this thing and then from there you can decide to meet it head on and let it make you grow or you can decide to let it run you over and and do the other thing. And for the people in between who have actual, you know, uh, issues that where they can't create that kind of like resistance, then you, you, you hope they find help and find other people to help prop them up while they, while they figure out a way through it. But for most Mm -hmm. of most people, you, you get to decide how you react to things. So, you know, Anyway. Yeah, I guess. As mm. with everything, you know. It's up to you, mostly. Give it a yep, shot. I yeah. know. Go for it. <laughs> I, I mean, you might as well go for it. It's better that way than the other way. I mean, if you've got a choice to make, make the choice that might end up with, um, you know, some positive outcomes, I think. Yeah, I and that's a lot of work. I mean, it's easier said than done. It's, sure. It takes a lot of work to feel that way and think that way, I think, you know, yeah. and uh, actually do it. If you were a dumb boy like me, you'd just just be like, you got rocks in your head. You're just like, I'll do it. Don't worry, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm an overthinker, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think about enough. I don't think about anything enough to be upset about it <laughs> for too long. <laughs> the key to life is to just be like a boy and just go, it'll be all right, and go. I know. I wish. Yeah. I mm-hmm. wish. Yeah. Or not. But I'm but. sure there are women that think like that, too. Oh, God. Is somebody going to be upset by that? You know what I mean. Stop it. Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just sometimes you can get to in your own head, I guess, is the way you can think about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right, Melissa, I, this was terrific. I really appreciate you doing this with me. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you doing that with me too, especially since I messed it up. I think it was maybe last week. I have to admit my schedule is so busy that you popped up today and I created the file and I was like, I already have this file. Like, why do I have a file with his name on it? Now I'm like picking through my email. I'm like, oh, this was rescheduled like days ago. And then I'm like, I am like, is she going to show? I'm like, I must have done this. How do I not remember this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did happen the other day? I forget. I'm a paper and pencil planner person. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it down for the eighth. I don't know why. That's right. And I- it wasn't. I texted you. I'm like, hey, are you going to get on this? And you're like, it's on the 8th. And I'm like, mm, it's not. <laughs> okay. And listen to this one. So I don't even remember when I made this, scheduled this long time ago, yeah. right? How many months ago? And every like month, I put it down in the bottom of my notes until I got to like right in August. <laughs> like I just kept putting it to the next month. So I've seen this date like for months. <laughs> because I just like can't forget to put that in August. And, and, then, and then it was the it wrong came, thing all yeah, along. Yeah. <laughs> 
you very consistently wrote down the wrong date. That's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, that is my life right there. That Hilarious. is me in a nutshell. So okay. prepared, but so unprepared. <laughs> I wish I could ask you just um, general sayings that you get wrong. Do you have any? I couldn't even think of one right now. I know. Like I was trying to like real quick think before when we were talking about it, but I don't know. I thought that I just, just from your personality, I thought she's not going to even be able to like recant the ones that she gets wrong. <laughs> No. So it's great. It's fantastic. All I right. can't. Well, Melissa, I again, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Hold on one second. Okay. Arden has been getting her diabetes supplies from US Med for three years. You can as well. USmed.com slash juice box or call 888 721 1514. My thanks to U.S. Med for sponsoring this episode and for being longtime sponsors of the Juicebox podcast. There are links in the show notes and links at juiceboxpodcast.com to U.S. Med and all of the sponsors. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, AG1. Drink ag1.com slash juicebox. You can start your day the same way I do, with a delicious drink of AG1. If you're not already subscribed or following in your favorite audio app, please take the time now to do that. It really helps the show. And get those automatic downloads set up so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast. The episode you just heard was professionally edited by Wrong Way Recording. WrongWayRecording.com.